0: Sports podcast. My name is Tyler Johnson, and with me as always is Ryan Elke. Ryan, I know that just before this podcast, we were talking about a Dynasty Startup Draft, and we are hard feet to the uh, pavement starting our own draft that we're going to be talking about more next week. And it's it's very exciting to have this brand new Dynasty League, uh, the MVP. Uh, I think we're going to call it the MVP Fantasy Football Dynasty League, and we're excited for our friends to join and. Tell us a little bit about what you're talking about, in the rules, what goes into it. What, what what's a preview for next week that we can talk about?
1: Um, we're gonna go over. So, we're we're both pretty new to this. Uh, I've I've listened to it. I've uh, done research on it, but I've never actually played it. And now this is my chance. Um, I'm this is probably this is my calling. <laughs> yeah, I love this stuff. Like even with sports video games, I'm a franchise player. I don't do the. Head-to-head online type stuff. I'm a, I'm just a huge franchise guy. I love building my teams, and um, this is right up my alley. So, I know that we had talked about it in a couple of weeks that we're gonna get the draft going. So that's, that's uh, very exciting. And we're, next week we're just gonna go over all the different options that you can do in a dynasty league. You can literally cater to your league however you want. There's that many options to go about. Like at, between it, literally anything you can go. Any which way, roster positions, all that. There's even like leagues that you can do salary cap, which I thought were awesome. But with us just starting up a league, we're gonna try to keep it as simplistic as possible. Not for not for us, because I think we would be able to handle any of it. I mean, that's I'm pretty confident in that. But um, some of our other guys, the the true new new guys, saw this. Um, I think it's it's gonna be a steep learning curve. Yeah that's what it is. So you don't want people leaving. You hear a ton of people,
0: you hear a ton of people talk about uh, dynasty drafts and every year that goes by and you keep doing uh, uh, re-ups and keeper leagues. And I think it's something where you hear it and it's just like, how do I get involved? So uh, I think we're excited next week. We're going to dive deeper. Uh, We just started making the rules. Uh, We have a uh, co-commissioner with us, three of us. Uh, putting together the, the constitution,
1: rules. almost done. That's what it's called, man. It's basically it's a constitution. It legit is.
0: <laughs> and next week we'll go through it in detail. Uh, we'll talk about what we're doing uh, for this startup, and then anybody that's interested, make sure you tune in next week for our dynasty uh, podcast. We're just going to kind of break it down and kind of the learning, uh, the learning pains and the growing pains that we have going through this. We want to make sure we reach that out to everybody and. If somebody else wants to do it in the future, they can listen to that podcast and kind of understand what we, our decisions, how we went about it. And then we'll kind of, as we do this Dynasty League year over year, we're going to keep this podcast side by side with it. And the more we do Dynasty, the more we'll be able to help everybody else out with their Dynasty League. So next week's going to be exciting. I'm excited just listening to uh, the guys and talking about the constitution of uh, rules that we have for our Dynasty. And it's just going to be exciting. It's just another another league, another different league. I do have the startups and the keepers. So, this dynasty is just going to add to that. So, uh, see,
1: Tyler. So, my thing is, I've never been in a keeper league either because I, I wanted to and stuff like that, but I've literally never been in a keeper league. I, I've given him plenty of advice about keeper league, and I know what I would do if I had to, but keeper league or dynasty, I feel like you just go for it all dynasty or redraft. You know, do yeah. both. Uh, the keeper league, in my opinion, it's like. I do a keeper league and yeah it's in the middle but I sway towards the like the big the big boy you know what I'm saying? Yeah and, and I I think want the, the I want the, the dynasty.
0: And the keeper league is is like a dynasty team except you only keep part of it. So I think that's more of a segue into dynasty that if you started doing a keeper and you and you enjoy it but you want to dive a little bit deeper into what a keeper league could do. That gets you closer and closer to a dynasty Yes, I guess that's a, yeah, so. it's
1: an opener to it. It can get your, get your feet wet a little bit.
0: And it keeps it fresh. Just like how um, redrafts are, it keeps it fresh each year. But having a dynasty is, is also another way of thinking of keeping it fresh because you're actually the uh, manager of that team that is – Just like an NFL team, you, you kind of sitting there and you're watching your players develop and you're making moves. So the
1: thing is though, every decision you make will affect your team for years to come. Unlike redraft and and don't get me wrong. Redraft will never go away. I'll always play redraft. I'm just super excited about dynasty, but like the, like making a move in a redraft and the comp, like what can happen from that move is not that big of a deal. Cause like if you really bomb the trade, guess what? You get the redraft next year. Now, if you bomb the trade in a dynasty league, that's going to affect you for years to come.
0: Exactly. So I can't wait to talk more about our dynasty. And I know that we have a packed episode today. We're going to go over just a few, a few little news, a little bit of hype coming from uh, the news this week, Uh, mostly wide receivers. I think it's all wide receivers. And then we're going to jump into a uh, frequently asked questions. Um, Some questions that you may have what what our thoughts are on, kind of just just to give you a little bit of a hint here, uh, we got questions like what scoring system should be used, uh, what Fab or waiver system should be used, and then we're gonna say playoff rules and uh, vetoing trades. That's kind of the things we're gonna hit this week. Uh, we're gonna briefly touch on it, and then in the future we're gonna have almost full episodes on each of these just to break down even further what you can do. And it's more or less for a newer person listening, and maybe even a veteran that doesn't know much. They just constantly been the commissioner of their league, and they need someone listen to someone to let them know what our thoughts are, and maybe that new changes the league.
1: ideas and yeah, stuff like that. There's exactly. nothing wrong with listening to ideas and seeing what you can do to better your league.
0: And, and I know me and Ryan have been having fun with the mock drafts, so we may just squeeze in a quick one at the end. Um, just do another position and not do as much talking as we've done before because a lot of people know where our uh, mind, mindset is, but we'll just yeah, well Yeah, what we can do there. is
1: we can do the mock. Um, obviously, you want to mock as much as possible. We've hit on that last week. Um, but last week, we went in-depth on what our decisions were. Yeah. Uh, this week, we're not going to really do that. Yeah,
0: we'll you'll, just kind of let you know who we're yeah, drafting and maybe, our, maybe a
1: quick thought. So. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll talk about, like, there's a couple guys available. You know, I'm not sure who to pick. Kind of give a brief summary and go with whoever. But. Yeah. We're not going to be in-depth on the player profiles.
0: Perfect. Well, let's jump into news. Let's jump into uh, kind of our three hype news. And right now we have the new contract extension where the New Orleans Saints are talking about making Michael Thomas the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Uh, What do you think about that? We got Michael Thomas going to be turning 26 uh, this upcoming year. And I mean, a young guy, he's going to be reaching his prime here soon. And we have already seen an excellent wide receiver, a top five wide receiver. Uh, what do you think about this extension? What does it do for the team? And what does it do for him as a player in a fantasy? Asset?
1: How, so my thing is, is there anything from like anything in the way for him not to deserve it? Like, do you have anything? I I, I just think that, He's the next guy up. You know how the market yeah. goes. It's the next guy up. If you are close to that elite guy, you're getting – you are going to set the market again. So I feel like he he's in the perfect position to do it, and this is the year to do it because Drew Brees may leave after this season. So get your money now because you don't know how, what, how he will drop off once Brees leaves. Exactly. He's an elite talent for sure, but um, I think it's his time. He deserves it. He's um, – He's a dog, man. He he goes out there every week and plays through injuries. He's getting 10-plus targets a game. He's getting hit. Uh, he deserves it. He's a and, main cog to that team.
0: So. And, I mean, my goodness, last year his uh, catch percentage was at 85%. Ridiculous. He had the uh, most insane uh, attempts to – or targets to receptions. And looking at that team going into next year, they really didn't – besides Jared Cook, I mean, who do they add? You're going to have Kamara – Who's gonna ob- obviously be around that hundred targets, which is gonna be I feel fantastic. Feel like Murray, Traquan offsets Smith. Ingram
1: in yeah. the backfield, so that's yeah. not like um, anything's Tra- downgrade.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you have Cook and Traquan Smith and Kamara, and I don't see either Traquan Smith bumping up his rece- or his targets. He'll not be around too much. He's gonna go up a
1: little bit, but
0: he'll be around that fifty range and. Uh, I mean, Ben Ben Watson last year was close to 50 targets. I can see uh, Jared Cook maybe getting uh, above 50 and being a better tight end than what we think. But Michael Thomas is still there as a lock and loaded, uh, I would say, top five. I mean, barring any sort of injury, I think he's a lock at top five, and you need to draft him as such. So. No,
1: it's it's like not even arguable, I think, yeah. so you hit it on the head there. Okay, he's and top looking- five for
0: sure. I just wanted to touch on the um, highest paid wide receivers. I have them up right here. So uh, Odell Beckham Jr. just got the uh, top spot right now for the Browns at $18 million, And this is average salary per year. I'm just going to run through probably the top five here. So we got Raiders when they signed Antonio Brown. He's 16.7. Uh, Mike Evans from the Buccaneers, 16.5. Uh, you have DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, he's making 16.2. And then to tie him, surprisingly, the Rams paid Brandon Cooks. 16.2. So uh, he's definitely, if he's pushed above 18 million average. See, Brandon year, Cooks,
1: it was just right place, right time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's seriously. not, I don't think he's worthy of that contract. He's too inconsistent. I mean, good player for sure, but he was just right place, right time when he got that deal.
0: All right, you want to hear two other people that might not be worthy of their contracts? Now I'm looking at it. Uh, the Chiefs are me. playing Sammy Watkins at the seven spot, 16 million. Oh yeah, he
1: a, got paid a ridiculous amount.
0: And the Browns are paying uh, Jarvis Landry 15.1, and he's at the eight
1: um see Jarvis Landry I think that's I know know you like I know you like him uh now I will have the Chiefs back on the on the Watkins one I think it was only a three-year deal so they got this year and then one more year I'm I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure probably the third year there's not much guaranteed money attached so they could probably cut him after this season and get out from under that contract if he doesn't produce but yeah he's he's overpaid either way for his production
0: all right and then we'll make this next one a quick one um we're looking at hype between Dante Moncrief who they say is the slam dunk number two and then just to pair that up we also have uh the Packers new offense is catering to uh Marquez Valdez Scantling who is also going to be uh the number two so we have two number twos that are uh going to be probably me and Ryan uh sleeper picks uh everyone was scared that uh Dante Moncrief I mean he's had some bad seasons but you have to look at the teams that he was on I mean India's No joke, a great passing uh, team, but they weren't passing it to the wide receivers. It was like a tight end heavy, and then you had T.Y. Hilton. So looking at Pittsburgh, they used their top guys. I mean, you had Antonio Brown last year, 168 targets, and then Juju Smith-Schuster at 166. You look at Indianapolis, their highest guy was T.Y. Hilton at 120, and then Eric Ebron at 110. So that just gives you an idea of how many vacated targets there are in Pittsburgh and why we're so high on uh Dante Moncrief
1: the thing or uh, Moncrief though he pretty sure he played with Jacksonville last year and he yeah. got some numbers but you're talking about when he did play so what, what derailed him though in Indianapolis is his injuries man his first year was great second year he started off great then he got hurt the next year he got hurt and they were just in a predicament where yeah he was 25 at the time but they couldn't pay the guy and on an open market deal, like, I don't know how much he got, but I'm probably guessing it was around seven, $8 million. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't just shell out that kind of money to keep him around. So they're kind of in no man's land. Um, yeah. Moncrief was a good receiver. He's a good deep ball guy. And that's a, he'll fit very well with Pittsburgh in that, in that sense.
0: And I'm excited for him to be on Pittsburgh because James Washington really isn't that phenomenal number two wide receiver. And I pretty think sure that- he
1: graded out as the worst receiver in the league last year as I remember reading.
0: Yeah, I, I remember listening to that too. So Dante Moncrief stays healthy. I mean, he's going to be like that surprise pick. I kind of would like to uh, describe him as like Sammy Watkins on the Chiefs. It You have like a really high-tempo offense, and you kind of have this guy who's been in the league, been injured, been hyped up, and I've kind of thrown away that last year in Jacksonville because that's just a poor situation for possibly a really good talent. I mean, you can't take it away from Moncrief to... He, he came into the league as a rookie with great talent. I forgot what his grade was, but he was supposed to be big things. He got injured. He had one good year in 2015, um, but he's never been above 1,000 uh, yards, and he's only been above 100 targets in uh, that 2015 season, so... It'll be exciting to see, and then let's talk about uh, MVS. Uh, going to the, we're big uh, Packers fans. I know Ryan loves Packers over the Lions, right, Ryan? Mm, false.
1: But <laughs> I still am a Packers fan because it's my home, my home. It's my hometown. So, um, hometown team, MVS. So I think this guy's gonna be great. He already has a rapport with Aaron Rodgers, second year guy. He knows what is expected of him. Last mm-hmm. year, maybe not so much. Too much pressure and. Injuries happened and whatnot. Um, he's ready. He's ready to go, and he's a guy to keep an eye on. His ADP right now, I know, is way low. Like this guy is going to be shooting up the charts. Yeah, I think he. I think potentially this guy he's going to be getting. He actually, I'll, I'll call it right now. He's going to be a, a single digit round guy. His ADP will by the oh, time yeah. like mid August or like late August comes when you should be doing your drafts.
0: And and I think that uh, uh, Moncrief is also going to creep up the same as MVS.
1: Oh, he's going to shoot up. I think, what is he at right now, 9 or 10? He could. I could see him going seven, eighth round.
0: Yep, I was going to say, eighth right round, probably for both 8th round them. and a 12-man. And, and you look at the Packers. I mean, they have uh, uh, St. Brown. Uh, we're not too worried about him. Geronimo Allison was actually the uh, the pickup that I thought it was last year. And coming into this next year, MVS, as having a report with Aaron Rodgers now, he could be very sneaky. You think about how Randall Cobb was such a good uh, pickup earlier in his career when uh, he was with Aaron Rodgers, that if MVS can sneak in behind Devontae Adams and pick up some of them receptions, Jimmy Graham left, uh, or not left, I'm sorry, Jimmy Graham with 89 targets last year. I feel like that's going down, and it's only going to bump MVS up. I hope he pushes up more to the 100 targets this year, and I think it's possible.
1: I think the sky's the limit for MVS. It's just a guy everyone should have on their list. Of sleepers for sure like it's just no doubt this guy has so much potential
0: and if they keep talking about how they are here about a month later two months later i mean they're going to be up in the uh, single digits right around six or seven i could see that pretty easily so i mean and and I'll, i'll i'll still take a look i mean i'm not saying to write him off because like ryan said mvs he's pretty high in mvs he could be a solid what would you say top 25
1: Oh, that's fair. I think you get in that territory, but don't sleep on Geronimo Allison because him and Aaron Rodgers also have a good, good rapport with each other. And he he's nothing spectacular, but he made some good plays last year. I think if he stays healthy, MVS and Allison are both going to be fantasy relevant guys. It's just if they if Allison is there, I think it hurts MVS a little bit. But I think MVS has the talent to um, to jump ahead of the pack or in the race with them too. So
0: okay. Well then, let's. Just, uh,
1: I'm excited for him. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah, and we'll keep monitoring it. And as and it's not homerism
1: podcasts, though. It's it's literally not like, yeah, Tyler's a huge Green Bay fan, and I'm a Green Bay fan, but this isn't. We're not just hyping him up because he's a Green Bay Packer. Like this guy is legit. He's he's a guy to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I I think the only hype you've ever heard on this channel was uh, uh any sort of tight end coming from Detroit. So.
1: Yeah, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, let's move over. We're going to answer a few questions. We'll be pretty quick with this. Uh we're going to hit each one, let you know what our thoughts are, and See, then yeah, as these we get closer to
1: questions, Tyler, but they're yeah. they're also can... pretty simple answers, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's and they're just it's the way to go. And they're questions that are asked a lot.
0: And if you wanted to break them down further, you could easily do that because people their initial this is their initial question and then underneath it you could have like three or four sub questions that uh, belong in the same situation so I think that as we get closer to the season we can take any questions you have uh, if you want to leave in the comments um, let us know uh, send us an email I'll make sure that our emails in our uh, notes below but we're going to touch on these in future episodes we'll break them down further um, but right now we just want to let you know our thoughts on it Um, just first look, first question, let's go with, uh, what scoring system should be used? uh, This question
1: comes up far too often and I don't think it should. So, I I mean, I guess the only part I can see is PPR or half point PPR. There should be very few standard leagues running around nowadays. Like it it should be your dad and his, his friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, those are the guys that are going to be running
0: these standard leagues.
1: In my opinion, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's just. It, it seems too boring for me to do.
0: I, and, and you need to think of it, too, like how the NFL changes. I mean, you think 10, 20 years ago, sure, run dominant, standards seemed very uh, very yep, relevant. It made sense. It made and then as sense. the NFL has turned into, I mean, you look A at pass, the pass-happy league. Yes, exactly. You look at the passes. Fantasy football also needs to kind of trend in the same direction the NFL does, and then that keeps it fresh. Um, yeah, half point. We're in full point PPR in pretty much all of our leagues, and then I've only half done point's half point.
1: not terrible, Tyler. Like I, I've never done it. Actually, I have. I you played have. Yahoo last year, and that's their standard scoring now is half point PPR. They finally switched. They are well, all they are standard with no other option.
0: And it, I think Fanduel either Fanduel or DraftKings. I think Fanduel was the half point PPR, and then no, DraftKings Fanduel was four. standard.
1: They switched as well last year to half point.
0: Yeah, because that's when last year when I was playing it was half point, and mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 take it the same as full point and you're just marking down any targets that wide receivers, running backs get, it only just bumps them up just a little bit further. Half point, and then full point, it bumps them up, of course, double. So that is our answer. I'm big on the full point PPR. Uh, We've had a ton of fun playing it that way for years on years. And as we go into this Dynasty League, um, we're also implementing it there. So if you have any questions on that, um, I mean, Ryan, you've done... Not to stay on the same question, but you've done some crazy, uh, some crazy leagues with touchdown only.
1: I'm still in a touchdown only league. And like I said, the only reason, I, as much as I want to leave it because it's a, it's a crapshoot, because you literally have to get a touchdown to score. That's it. Touchdown yeah. and field goals. Um, I missed the playoffs twice in 11 years, but I've never won the Super Bowl. So it's a, it's a challenge, but it's also like it presents the most luck in any league.
0: Yeah, it, and it just shows that's that the there's, problem with it. There, there's all sorts of walks of life when it comes to settings for uh, scoring. And it, it's finding your sweet spot. It, you look at the group of guys you have, and for us, PPR and half-point PPR would be the go-to. And I think that's where pretty much all leagues should eventually go to. If you're having fun with your league and everyone is loving it, I mean, it doesn't hurt to stay that way. But if you want to bring it, one though, year, bring it up, though, bring
1: it up at the end of the year and get votes on it. Maybe I got a little backstory for the touchdown only league, though. So it's one of my one of my somebody from high school. His dad runs the league. So he's had this league running since he said the, the early 90s. This is before there was computer fantasy football. They literally wrote down. They had to check the newspaper for the stats, and that's why they kept it simple and just did touchdown only. And they literally have not changed the rules. <laughs> They kept it the same. So it's just pretty cool that they these guys were doing fantasy football back in the early 90s before it was a huge thing, and they had to check the papers and calculate their scores for that week.
0: <laughs> that's insane. But, I mean, that's the only way you could do it. In yeah. So, All right, then moving on to our next one, uh, something that we recently had switched to, Ryan's played in some leagues, the FAB system, the FAAB system versus the waiver priority system. And then it also we're going to add in there – the open free agency and our league
1: open open free agency. If you want your league wild and free, that's what you do. <laughs> it, like it's just it, some some people might it might be too much, and some people it is too much. Like there is no waivers you can add and drop players when you want, except on Sundays, like during the games and stuff. It won't let you. But uh yeah, it's open. It's first come first serve. So, um, and I feel like that's how it kind of should be, though. In my opinion, like. It-
0: if you have a bunch it, of people it, that are just on top of their game, that's the thing. It's the guy who's on top, twenty four hours, doing the research,
1: who's see, who's watching football, watching these guys play. Yeah, you know, those are the guys that you should you should get first dibs on them.
0: Yeah, and it, and I think for the open, it's more of a uh, a expert slash everyone's involved and going to like a fab system where it's free agent. That's acquisition the best way to go. Budget is that's what the it's uh. That's the uh, acronym. So free yep. agent acquisition budget system. Uh, the fab system is giving yourself, everyone kind of has different numbers, but the average is a hundred to 150 uh, fab. And dollars. when you
1: said everyone has different numbers, the league has the same though, but different leagues kind of have different numbers on what they get, but every guy gets that. Yes. And you could also throw something in like the highest score of that week gets five, uh, five fab thrown on. Like you can do that as a curveball to throw and make it more interesting. And, but I would like suggest that. keep it at a hundred. Everyone gets a hundred. Play with it like that. See all your league mates like it. At the end of the year, um, you have to budget yourself. So after week one, you don't want to drop seventy of your hundred, then you got thirty dollars for the rest of the year. It's not yeah. real money. Like it's not real money. It's just the the budget used yeah. inside. It's the, monopoly
0: money. The platform.
1: Yeah, monopoly money.
0: And so you look at the Fab system um, against the waiver system, and it, I think it's the same way we talk about. Uh, PPR versus standard standard and waiver system priority was kind of more of the old school way. And as these new, uh, different systems come about, uh, the fab system slowly taking over that waiver priority. I know waivers, that was uh, a perfect
1: way to explain it. Tyler, Throw yeah. that out there. that's, that's a good
0: in waivers last the person in last place or whoever has kept their waiver gets to go first for that player. I like the fab system cause you really don't know who's going to actually pay for this guy. And you could, if you wanted them, put whoever's big money willing to
1: them. Them spend the most, man.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, so it's actually a risk reward when it comes to Fab system. And you're spending the money early, you don't have it later if something else happens. So, um, and always with, and with the Fab let, system,
1: though. Tell, yeah, go ahead. You first. You first. I was, I was just gonna Sorry say I want
0: to let everyone know who uses the Fab system. Always turn on that you can pick people up for zero dollars because I think it's very silly to have one dollar transaction only as like the minimum. You should be able to pick people up for free. So, just as a uh, shout out to anyone who is doing one dollar and up, just do the free because uh, some players are you run out of fab, all of a sudden you're pos, you're out of luck. So, Tyler,
1: that's that's what I was gonna say. So oh, was you hit really? on it, which is cool. Yeah. So, like, it, uh, you can still put in a claim for zero dollars on a guy. You know, yeah. if no one else claims that guy, you get him for zero dollars. But the guy so that, that puts
0: one dollar on top of you. We'll
1: win it. Obviously, he'll beat you out. So, but you can be try to be sneaky and a guy that's not huge on the, you know, a, a sneaky yeah. guy that you got in your plans for next week. Like, oh, maybe this is his chance. Pick him up the week before for free. So then next week you don't got to spend your ninety percent of your budget on him. Like that's yeah. that's the strategy you want to do.
0: All right. Well, then let's transition that into. Uh, let's say you make it to the playoffs. And what what rules should you have as you're uh, you're in the playoffs? How many teams, um, who gets in, who doesn't, and how many weeks? What week are we going to in the playoffs?
1: So that's the main focus. I feel like teams. That's up to the league. If you want eight or twelve in, do it. If you want six or twelve in, do it. If you want four, that's fine. It's whatever. Like you, you can do whatever on that. Um, but. Always, always play week six or week 14 to 16. It starts yes. week 14, week 16, it ends. That's Super Bowl weekend. Because yeah. week 17, you don't even know what's going on in week 17. You got guys sitting. You got your studs playing one quarter and resting. Like, you can't predict that. And, and it just becomes, a, in other words, like, it becomes a shit show. And honestly, it becomes kind of lucky. And uh, that's what the Touchdown Only League does do. And the year that I made the Super Bowl and lost, my quarterback Andrew Luck played half of a quarter and he was done. And that, uh, it, it affected me. So I've been asking for years to have the season end on week 16 and they will not change anything in that league. So that's, <laughs> that's just how it is. But, um, yeah, never, never have the Super Bowl in week 17.
0: And, and even if you think about it, week 16 is even kind of sketchy. You get the week 16 and some teams have automatically made it. That's when they start clinching is like 15, 16. And, all of a sudden, 16 also could be that same almost week 17 layup, but you kind of have to give and take. Just don't do week 17 for the playoffs, for this uh, championship playoff game, because you're going to have a bad time. People are going to be frustrated, and it doesn't hurt to shoot it out to the commissioner, shoot it out to all the players. Let's switch it back to 14 to 16, and uh, let week 17 just pass by for people to be sitting on the bench, so... I got one more thing
1: for for playoff rules, Tyler. I want to hear your opinion on this one. Yeah, shoot. Um, So a lot of leagues like to cut off the waiver wire or like the free agents on teams that are eliminated. You know what I mean? They're not in the top six playing for the championship. A lot of teams like to cut those guys out from making um, acquisitions, so to speak. Uh, I'm against that only because you want to promote everyone playing through the season and two you don't want last place so you still want to pick up the hot guy like the hottest player for that week you know what i'm saying like you yeah. want that stud to put on your team so you don't lose like everyone wants to win you don't want to be last place so i feel like
0: well, it keeping might-
1: it open for every team in the league yeah the top 6 teams that are in the playoffs will probably be frustrated if they miss out on that guy but i it promotes everyone to play through the season and it also You don't want to lose. You don't want to get last.
0: Yeah. and what I I
1: feel like keeping it open. What's your opinion on that?
0: What I was going to say is um, I think that leagues that kind of want to implement worse teams, still picking up people, you have to make it worth something. Okay. Last, a lot of leagues. I love how a lot of leagues last place kind of has to do something silly or um, you see a lot of leagues where they're embarrassing the last place guy. That just gives you all the fight in the world to not have to to get that top claim.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. So, like our league, they the loser of our league every year they transfer the. It's a license plate cover, and it's it's in pink, and it says, "I suck." Uh, I got I finished last in my fantasy football (laughs) leagues.
0: And and if that's not motivation enough to go out and pick a Damian Williams up, uh, going into the playoffs, even though you have no shot or not even even though you're eliminated, yep. Go for those points and make sure that you're not in last place. And I think also another thing for going through the playoffs, if you get knocked out, there should still be that, uh, um, maybe a little bit of a reward for still con- continuing and getting like fourth, fifth, sixth place. And you should be fighting for top three. And then that'll allow for people who lose to still want to keep playing for something. Cause I hate, yeah. the I hate where someone loses and also their team doesn't change and It's kind of just like once you lose in the playoffs, you're you're tossing your team in the garbage So it's kind of a way to make sure that they're going for that third place spot Or you could do like the most points in the playoffs like a most points per game They get like a certain amount of money kind of how you do a weekly in the league You could do that in the playoffs to where each playoff if you have the most points in that playoff run you get a certain amount of money so it keeps people uh, engaged even if they're i'm in
1: a i'm in a league it's 50 dollar buy-in and there's the obviously the winner's bracket and then the consolation bracket the winner of the consolation bracket so the teams that didn't make the playoffs the winner of that bracket gets ten dollars towards next year so you at least playing for something and i think that's that's it's 10 bucks but it's still 10 bucks that you're fighting for so pick up that damian williams so you get a free ten dollars for next year
0: Exactly. And those are just great rules to just reiterate to your commissioner. Like we're saying, it just
1: promotes activity, Tyler. Like that's the point. You want people to be active. You don't want, Oh, week 13, I'm done. I'm not checking it anymore like that.
0: And let me tell you, there's, there's people that just like, talk to your, um, talk to your league and say, Hey, well, let's bump up $10, but that $10 goes to a separate pot that we pay out each week. You know, if, if everyone chips in a certain amount of money, I think that it would be a majority vote. Yes. That you're possibly winning more money every week instead of just the championship second third place person. So it's just an extra way to make money and it keeps people engaged week in and week out. So I think that hits everything for that one. Uh we can jump to our last question and it this is a hot topic button um especially for commissioners always finding themselves in the hot seat when it comes to uh what is what is okay when it comes to vetoing trades. How, how do we do it, Ryan? Let them know how we do it for vetoing trades and maybe how we might change it.
1: So we have a, it's basically like quiet veto system. So you can't, all, all trades go through. The only, so you can bring up a veto if you have evidence and you truly believe that there is two owners colluding and say, giving him his players for garbage. Like obviously, um, seasoned veterans, you can kind of see that. So that's the only way. And we've had that happen two times in, what, 10 years? Yeah. Like the last 10 years that 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 had to happen. And um, the two teams, including, were kicked out. So um, I suggest no trade veto because this (sighs) – This is horrible. People do this, and this is it's just terrible. So you got a trade. You're on the verge of making the playoffs. You're fighting for the playoffs. You see a veto button up there. You see your rival, the guy you're fighting for, is improving slightly, and you're like, "Oh, I don't want him to improve, so I'm gonna veto that trade." Like that's
0: that's a bad that's a bad mindset.
1: Bullshit, man. I'm sorry that that is not that's not how you play. And I know there's a lot of people that do that. And when I that's terrible.
0: Yeah, what I would say about vetoing trades when it's okay to have that is kind of when you're in a fun league and you're playing with, let's say we have some really great guys that are playing, and then you have some new guys, like half and half in a league. You might Mm -hmm. want to have that veto trade just to help teach these new guys. Uh, When you're getting into more competitive and it involves money, there really should not be a veto. People should know what they're doing, and if they hit the accept button, they're accepting that their team is possibly losing. And the only way to understand if it's collusion is if the whole league comes together and talks about it. And if a,
1: if a majority of your league comes up and says they're colluding, they're, they're colluding. <laughs> like that's just simple as that. Yeah. You know and in the if eight out of your 12 guys are saying that, then it's more than likely that's what's going on.
0: Yeah. And, and like we have for, um, for my family league, uh, there's a lot of people in there. We don't even do a draft. We just do a randomized. Those are the perfect ones to have those veto trades because as a commissioner, and I think it's only for me, I made it just a commissioner only, just to have that oversight of, okay, this person probably doesn't know that they're trading away this guy to that guy. Then it's okay to have that veto trade because you have new guys in there and you're trying to teach them. But as soon as people start understanding the game, you got to take that away and let let it just be free reigns. It, people are going to make mistakes, but we've seen... And, Ryan, we've seen far too often where a trade goes through and everyone is so angry at one side. Oh, yeah, on the surface, it looks horrible. Side,
1: but give it three weeks, and it completely exactly. flipped around, which is crazy. But it happens actually more often than not.
0: Yeah, and, and then if it gets vetoed, and then the person three weeks later is like, what the heck, guys? Look look at the people I could have had making these points compared to, oh, that guy, got, that guy got injured. <laughs> or, oh, all of a sudden they went away from that running back, and I could have just totally helped my team out, and everyone vetoed it thinking I was ripping them off. It. So that's kind of our our mindset when it comes to vetoing trades. We've done it before. Another another thing I want to touch
1: on, Tyler, before I lose this one is like, player skills are going to vary in every league. It's just like in every major sport. You have new GMs. You have veteran GMs. These GMs are literally trying to take advantage of the next. So that's exactly what happens in fantasy football. Like you're playing. You paid your fifty dollars to get in. That's your team. You know, if you're not as smart as the next guy, that's honestly it's on you.
0: Yeah. If you're joining into, yeah, one league like that where it's going to be a competitive league, then it is on you, you're 100%. There should be no one that has any sort of hands in the cookie jar when it comes to trades. If you see it go through and this guy supposedly got ripped off, I mean, it's just more target for who you go after for trades, for the better guys. 12 people it, in
1: the league, Tyler, 12 different opinions. That's the Exactly. Thing.
0: So, and you don't want people to be vetoing just to help themselves out in the league instead of actually having a fair thought on the trade. So that's, that's where the big thing comes in where they're trying to help their team and they're not even in the trade and that's where it's kind of messed up. So that's why we get rid of them and uh, we just kind of let it go as is. If something seems like it's colluding, then we'll call it out. But besides that close, maybe not that close. It still have to let it go through. So is that good for that one run?
1: Yeah, that's, I think that covers all the questions, too.
0: All right. Well, we made Ryan in charge of this next mock draft. And, uh, well, I guess we'll have to see how it goes. Apparently, he figured out how to make the uh, auto draft happen for the bots. So I'm glad that <laughs> I that ho- Hopefully it works. Yeah, he'll click start, and then his computer will shut down. Uh, yeah. we're, we're doing a uh, mock draft again, but it's going to be a little bit quicker, like we said. 12-team uh, PPR. And Ryan's drafting from the four, and I'm drafting from the five. So we're going to see some good running backs right away. It and was randomized.
1: I, what what were we last week? Six and eight, around um, there. Yeah, yeah. We so had, obviously but, this is new.
0: And then before that, we did a double where we were at ten. So, yep. being more towards the beginning, and then hey, maybe uh, in a few weeks we will uh we will even scoot ourselves closer to the front or closer to the back. So, uh, Ryan's on the clock, and like usual, we saw Saquon, Alvin, and Christian McCaffrey. Wow. So, uh, you had Zeke. Oh, pretty much it went in your correct lap.
1: order. I feel. Um. I. I. I I think it went in the right order.
0: Okay, so Barkley, I, a lot of Kamar, think Zeke Daffrey, should be 2nd right. Second.
1: I'm going to go with. I mean, this should be an easy pick mm-hmm. here. It's between Zeke or uh, David Johnson, and it's Zeke.
0: Oh man, and that puts me in a hard spot because I'm, I'm almost tempted to let the running backs roll, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna draft DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nah, it's a safe. I mean, it's not a bad pick. Honestly, I,
0: that's you, I could have take, taken Melvin Gordon or David Johnson, but I want the first sure thing in a wide you receiver. You go with the four sure
1: points right there, and I can't fault you th- for that.
0: I think Melvin Gordon's pretty for sure, though. So I, I can't yeah. say that Melvin Gordon's not a top pickup. And uh, so it went all the way around, and I had the choice between Damian Williams. My two thoughts were Damian Williams or Mike Evans. And I'm actually going to go with the wide receiver strat again. I think Mike Evans mm. could be a top five uh, wide receiver. And plus, I knew Ryan probably wanted to take him as his one, so that helped me out.
1: Yeah, I would have won Evans there. <clears throat> um, too early for me to go Keenan Allen here, so I'm going to go with Damian Ooh. Williams.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it.
1: Ezekiel Elliott and Damian Williams. I am a wide receiver guy, and I have two running backs. <laughs> well, that is because be of my draft position. Keenan Allen, Ooh, luckily, yeah, fell. Uh, fell to me right here.
0: So it's a very easy decision for me. Wow, Elliott okay. Williams and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen fell to you that was I feel
1: like your draft decision here is very easy too
0: you think so you think it's I think so okay so I'm looking at Leonard Fournette Devontae Freeman and Marlon Mack as my running backs Um, also carry Johnson's there but I think it's kind of a stretch for him too early my goodness I as much as I hate on uh Leonard Fournette Fournette,
1: you have to take him here third round
0: I have to take him in the Say third he round. gets
1: injured for the season, your third-round pick's gone. At least it's not your first or second. You're fine. Exactly. So you started with Hopkins and Evans, and you paired him with an RB1 and Leonard Fournette. That's yeah. a really he's good, gonna, very he's, good start.
0: He's going to be getting a lot of work this year, too. So Yep. And, uh, okay, so I'm looking at, for my next pick, either Philip Lindsay or Brandon Cooks um, or Mark Ingram. He's there, too. You want to know what? I'm just going to... Oh man, I don't want to get in trouble though for running backs. It is a hard pick here. Oh my goodness! You want to know what? Let's just take Brandon Cooks. Oh come on! Man. I, I you want to know what he's? What did we just say? He's top ten for the highest paid uh, wide receiver, and I'm yeah. pairing him up no, with Mike Evans. I was, gonna, and I was gonna, I was gonna
1: take him there. So
0: he's my boom. He's my boom player.
1: All right, we are going to. We're gonna gamble a little bit here. I'm gonna take another running back, matter of fact. Philip okay. Lindsay or Mark Ingram is the decision.
0: Okay, and then kind of other people you have on the board, Galladay, Kenyon Drake, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. I mean Sony Michelle and Chris Carson are sitting lower too.
1: They are but I'm going to I got Kenyan Allen holding down the wide receiver one and I got another receiver <laughs> for the next round. So I'm gonna go with Philip Lindsay. Okay. I like what he can do over there. He can you can do like everything. So my level. running backs are pretty uh, pretty good to go here. Uh, Tyler Lockett would be a good pick here, but Jarvis Landry had my eye on.
0: Yeah, you've so been big on Keenan Jarvis Allen Landry. So Allen Jarvis
1: Landry right here. Teaming them up with Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, and Phillip Lindsay seems like a pretty safe bet.
0: Okay, and then it made it to me. I have three wide receivers, one running back. Um, I'm seeing Kenyon Drake on top, Lockett, Rogers, Godwin, and James White and Tariq feel, Cohen.
1: Like, what are you thinking here? I think it's Drake, White, or Cohen.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking at. Or, I mean, or I mix it up and I go Aaron Rodgers in the fifth round. And
1: I try not to touch Aaron Rodgers ever just because he'll never be there when I pick anyway.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, I'm just going to take the chance and I'll just pick uh, Kenyon Drake.
1: That's a good pick. I think he could be pretty damn good.
0: He's got a higher upside in the fifth round if your receivers can
1: hold you down, you know, like hold your team up.
0: Yeah, and as it comes back to me, I'm I'm hoping that maybe like looking at running backs here
1: would have been a good pick for you, but he just he went.
0: Yeah, and then Daryl Henderson uh, just went before me. Yep, James White, <clears throat> Tariq Cohen. Um I'm looking at probably Tevin Coleman here as a possible starter in San Francisco, or just going into uh, the Shan uh, the Shanahan system. I'm gonna take Tevin Coleman.
1: It's a good pick. Now your boy is Tyler Boyd, and I try to stay away from that guy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with nothing too flashy, but steady Freddie Alshon Jeffrey.
0: Alshon my wide receiver Jeffrey. Three. Woo! I don't know if I could touch Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> it's a hard. It would be hard for me to draft him. I'd be sweating looking at his name, like, oh no.
1: <laughs> for sure. Now here's my decision. It's Rashad Penny. Or it is Allen Robinson.
0: What are you thinking about? So you have uh, Penny.
1: Penny or Robinson. So I got Elliott Williams and Lindsay, and then my receivers are Allen, Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Alshon Jeffrey. I think I'm going to take Allen Robinson. So my choice of flex right now is Robinson or Philip Lindsay, and it's going to be Lindsay. But at least I have an option options there.
0: Okay. So then I'm looking at uh, so Lamar Miller, Rashad Penny. Is up there and Latavius Murray. I'm thinking that I'm probably gonna pick Penny here. I my thought is on Penny just because I have the option to keep him on the bench and see what I have with him. And as I look further down in running back, I don't really know of any other one, anyone else that holds that except for maybe like a Jerick McKinnon when he comes up a lot later. Um, Mm -hmm. Jalen Samuels is interesting way down low, but there's also wide receivers down there that I definitely want to pick up. So I'm gonna take the the chance on Rashad Penny here, and I'm gonna draft him. A good pick, keep him kind of uh marinating on my bench.
1: Yep, it's not, I mean, if he if he falters, it's whatever. If he explodes, you got trade bait or uh another guy you can start,
0: exactly. So then now we're looking at uh more running backs here. So we got Jordan Howard, yeah, of course, I'm not touching him. Take your boy Jones. Ronald Jones, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the, the hype man last year, hey, <laughs> yeah, oh, he was. My goodness. Uh, Miles Sanders, it's kind of weird to have so many running backs that are drafted like round eight and up that are on the same team. I mean, that's like three. So I'm going to stay away from Philly, and I'm going to probably draft Royce Freeman here. Just because I think I'm going to pick the right guy over Ryan's... Uh...
1: I'm so glad uh, that you passed Miles Sanders because I think he's going to take over that backfield. You think so? Uh, I, yeah, I just feel like he has way more upside than Bryce Freeman just because Bryce Freeman depends on touchdowns. Miles Sanders can kind of do it all. As long as he can stay healthy, that's his problem through camp right now. He's on yeah, injuries already, which is scary. Plus, you got he does have Jordan Howard uh, you know, fighting with him, and he's going to take some touchdowns away probably. Um, This pick right here. I wanted Kyler Murray, but he went one pick before me. <laughs> I so was looking at him, too. I we're going like, to chill uh, out had... on that. We're going to take...
0: Ryan can take the old man and LaShawn McCoy or the old man. Uh, in there, I just feel like
1: there's a lot of wide receiver value later on, so I should oh, yeah. be looking at running back right here. Okay. Um, jerk McKinnon or Jalen Samuels would be my pick. I just don't know which one yet.
0: Okay, okay. You're thinking I think I'm going to go
1: Jarek McKinnon because I think oh. he has more upside than Jalen Samuels.
0: Oh, I wanted McKinnon so bad too. I just feel it, like
1: if Coleman does go down, McKinnon is legit like he's an RB1. Yeah,
0: and what an – I mean, they drafted him, paid him money. Pending and, recovery, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. signed
1: this guy to $7 million a year.
0: Okay, so I'm going to probably go wide receiver here. I have uh, not picked up my
1: – Old steady.
0: I'm looking fits, at Corey man. Davis. Yeah. Or Cortland Sutton as uh this pick and I probably could wait even a little bit further and draft somebody else here because when it comes back to me, I have a feeling that uh Cortland Sutton will still be there. You but should have I mean
1: joku right now, man. That's your pick.
0: joku tight end? You don't think mm. so? At round think so.
1: nine? At the nine five? I don't know. I think it's good value.
0: I mean I'll, okay I'll take in Joku just to see how I was it turns I was going to
1: do it but I had I had Landry and I don't want to I want I don't want the whole Browns offense I mean Odell obviously but it's just too much for me.
0: And I remember Joku as kind of being the hyped up guy for uh, uh last year. get a lot of single coverage
1: with all them weapons, dude, so I mean he could be solid. It's true. We I mean, got him true. in the ninth round.
0: And then in the 10th round I just picked up Cortland Sutton. He did drop, drop to me. So I'm, uh, he took my I'm guy. Very glad about that. So Looking All right. What
1: do we face. got for receivers? I see there is I'll be able to get a receiver either way. So I'm going to lock up my tight end. My boy.
0: Oh, I'm going to pick him. Yep. I guess he was coming up. We're in we're in round ten already. It's cruising along. I so... wanted
1: Kiki QT, but he went, so that's gonna leave me with
0: What's your thoughts on Emmanuel Sanders?
1: I, that's that's literally it's between i, I want him right here <laughs> so my thoughts on emmanuel sanders is why not he's my wide receiver five this guy when he plays he produces he's got a seasoned veteran quarterback there joe flacco i i feel like he's gonna lean on him
0: okay as long as
1: emmanuel sanders is healthy ppr guy um he should be he should be playing out of the slot
0: and i'm no? taking the boomer bust to sean jackson you yeah i i think that i think he's He's gonna be kind of like the slowed down version of Emmanuel Sanders, but he still has his role. And you oh, you just man. think about how good he was at a few years back. And then also he was decent last year. I remember uh making a trade for him and then I traded him right after. Oh, Sanders was
1: a wide receiver one for a multi week stretch.
0: Yeah. So
1: he was the number one overall receiver early in the year for a few weeks in a row, like points wise, like overall points up I think like through week five. He was the number one receiver.
0: Okay. That that's what I was remembering. Because I was thinking, I'm like, I remember where he was doing really well, and that was with Thomas being injured. So yep.
1: now at this point, I really, really wanted Alex Alexander Madison to fall. Um, I feel like if but he, he got drafted a little bit before me. Yeah. But his opportunity and this guy should be drafted in every single league. He could possibly be a steal a league winner type of player. Yeah. Um, if if Cook goes down, it's it's Madison's job. It, there's nobody else there, and, and he could be a huge difference maker. It, it's a guy like maybe you draft him and nothing comes of it. Like Dalvin Cook stays healthy all year, I, whatever. But to take someone in the double digit rounds that could literally change the landscape of your team, it's definitely yeah. worth it.
0: And like we've talked to, um, to people before, a lot of people like to not put injuries uh, in in their rankings and kind of their projections. But for us, I feel like for me personally, I'm going to keep injuries in the back of my mind and also let that be used in projections. Because just like Ryan was saying, uh, Dalvin Cook, I don't think we've... I, I would have to look it up. I don't know if he's played a full 16 games. And having his backup... I mean, you think about Latavius Murray... He came in, and he was actually an asset for a running back he was. He uh, was in good. fantasy football. And he, people are actually trading for Murray um, in the season just to get that backup fantasy numbers. He's a running back, too. And Alexander Madison is probably uh, a step up from Murray. Oh, so
1: no, for sure. He can if do, he goes in, he, he can, can do everything.
0: He can be special. And and then don't don't get it wrong about um like Leonard Fournette. You have to be on kind of a decent team as a backup when you come in to uh, – produce so that's one person I would look at and then I'd kind of keep in the back of my mind like a lender Leonard net backup you know that it's possible he could get injured but would it would it be worth it to even pick him up so kind of a what we think about so I'm looking at all right how many people do I have I have
1: three, dang they gave you Minnesota Mr. Four. Talk a Lot oh <laughs> yeah. you know what's I they auto-drafted Josh Allen for me, and that's who I was going to pick. And my next pick after that was Dante Damn Moncrief. So, Man,
0: see, that's what we're talking about. Dante Moncrief from the 13th? Oh, my God. You want me
1: to – I can change your player in here. Oh, so that's okay. if there's okay. somebody that you want, I can edit that just so we
0: understand where we're at. You can, you can just keep it. Uh, we're getting All pretty right. pretty far down. Um, for sure.
1: Yeah, I know, got Moncrief in round 13. That's an absolute steal. It's not going to happen.
0: So you got uh, Malcolm well, he was Brown. there, so I had to take him. Uh, we got Matt Breida, Rex Burkhead. I mean, Kalen Bellage could be something. You, I'm going to pick up. Could be.
1: Bellage is not bad. Plus, you have Drake, don't you? I
0: know. That's what I'm saying is I have Drake. Right here,
1: It's. I think it's a must, Tyler. You think so? Yeah, for sure, dude. Okay, now on me. So I have Josh Allen. Um, I mean, kind of scary, major upside. I'm going to pair him with another scary major upside quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And I <laughs> hope that one of the two hit. That is my strategy for this year in all redraft leagues. I'm you're going to take two quarterbacks yards, later, them in together.
0: Year, or later in the draft.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it's one of these guys has to hit. If not, guess what? I'm on the I'm on the market. I'm either trading for someone's backup or yeah. I am playing uh, quarterbacks week to week.
0: Or you're just going to go and pick up Nick Foles off the uh, free agency. Exactly. Like
1: there's always something. Derek there.
0: Carr off free agency. You know what I mean? There's there's plenty. all right.
1: Now now this kind of pick. I got one more pick to make.
0: Yeah, you got. Oh, yeah, you have one in the defense character. Oh ah, wait.
1: I, yeah, I, you know what? I was going to go off. I'm going to go with... Um,
0: I kind of like Quincy Anunua. Quincy oh, and Anunua taking, at, this, at this position. I'm I taking mean, Jimmy sh-
1: Graham, so I got Hawkinson early. And if he fails, Jimmy Graham could be a steady
0: Freddie. Okay, and it's on, it's on me, you. but it won't let me pick for some reason. Can you click and... Pick me. Just pick me uh, Quincy Inunua. I'll take Quincy Inunua and see what I have with um, a Jets wide receiver. Okay. But you'll have to pick him for me, right? Yeah, yeah
1: it's, that's weird that it, it did that. Yeah, it's like spinning the wheel. So sleeper might be down, huh? Oh,
0: he said all teams complete, waiting for Kamish to end the draft. So it must have, uh... Oh, I wonder okay, if there's competing. like a... Okay, there okay. it goes.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs>
0: okay so I I picked up Quincy um
1: and that'd be that and then yeah then it's kicker and defense but so what
0: so looking at my team I'm look I'm missing a kicker and I have one more skill position I can grab so let's just make this one quick and I'll just grab just pick me like Rexburg head I'll take Rexburg head
1: okay yeah I'm so we're good Thompson. right now yeah so let's check the
0: and then kicker so
1: Pick kind on of defense don't matter. So what are your what's your team?
0: Okay, looking at my team from the uh pick fifth pick in the draft. I'm starting off with my quarterback. I picked him up in the twelfth round, Dak Prescott. Um we're going for wide receivers next. I got DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, and then on my bench, I got Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Jackson, and then also Quincy Anunha late in the draft going to running back. I got Leonard Fournette as my one. I got Kenyon Drake and Tevin Coleman, Rashad Penny, Royce Freeman, and then Kalen Balaj.
1: I actually like your uh, wide receiver and running backs so, all like combined all together. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it worked it's out. Solid. And what I did is I went with two wide receivers, one running back, one wide receiver, and then I went four running backs. So I kind of got my wide receiver core and then just plowed in a bunch of hopefully upside running backs. Kind of the same thing you did last year, right?
1: No, for sure. I, I like the strategy. So my team is looking like – Quarterback, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, whatever one you want to do. Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Alshon Jeffrey a receiver. And my flex will be Philip Lindsey. Very solid flex. I like that. Um, Allen Robinson, first receiver off the bench. Miles, I got Miles Sanders, Jarek McKinnon. Hawkinson is my starting tight end with Jimmy Graham. Old, I mean, he's old school, but he's, he's, he's there for protection. <laughs> and then I got Dante Moncrief on the bench as well, so pretty deep.
0: Okay, and each of these mock drafts we do, I'm I'm liking our teams. I'm liking how they turn out, and I mean, looking at the average draft position, you're looking not really much is crazy in terms of you've seen what these uh, computers are doing. I mean, Patrick Mahomes going at the end of the third, I think, is pretty generous for what you're going to see in your normal I think redrafts. Be going
1: in the second, probably in a lot exactly. of leagues.
0: And Travis Kelsey and Ertz, I mean, they're in the second and third. Uh, you expect that. I think George Kittle, I think I would push him down to, like, the fourth or fifth um, for a normal draft. And quarterbacks after Patrick Mahomes, you, I don't think you see a quarterback for until, like, round six on a normal league when people uh, – I got something I guess to throw out, out there. This because... is way off
1: topic. <laughs> topic. But my little one, my little daughter, she's two years old. She just came in my room. She was in here for the last three minutes playing around. She was pretty damn quiet. So I respect that. She just ended up leaving the room. So if there's oh, anything man, I didn't in hear the it background, if there's anything in the background, is her playing with toys. And I was like, wow, I, she was doing pretty good. I think she knew. Like she knows I'm doing this podcast. So um, <laughs> I, I guess she's pretty smart. <laughs> she, she was really, really quiet. She was tiptoeing and everything.
0: So she was, was stealthy. Cool.
1: Yeah, it was it was interesting to watch. I had my right. eyes on her the whole time. Like, what
0: is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, uh, keep, 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 like, what are you gonna anything. do? Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't say anything crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah. All right. Well, good. I think that'll do it. Then we kind of uh listed our teams, did our mock draft. um That was in the fourth and fifth position.
1: This is another uh, draft, Tyler. uh I'm taking either of our teams on this one. I think I would be happy, especially in a 12 man league with either of these te- like either one of these teams.
0: Yeah. And and looking at Ke- you got Keenan Allen in the third, I think that was like yeah. an excellent drop because I wouldn't have been happy with anyone besides probably Keenan.
1: Oh, man. If I had to go, Keenan was the only uh, one. Stephon Diggs as my one. So after Stefan Diggs, the next receiver was Tyreek Hill, question mark, Robert Woods, nothing flashy. Julian Edelman, you know, he's on the verge of wide receiver one. So Keenan Allen following me there was huge. It just yeah. helped my draft big time.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, this episode. Uh, make sure that. You go ahead and if you're listening on iTunes, you're listening on Spotify, Google Play. Uh, go to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe. Uh, you always can uh, listen to our videos on YouTube. Just go in there, leave us a comment, uh, leave us a rating. Um, if you're new to listening, it's going to help us out a lot because, like we said, we we're kind of just starting up and we're looking for new people. If you're listening, to let us know that you're listening. Uh, we don't really see much when it comes to plays except for on YouTube. And if you're on iTunes or anything else, just go in there. Uh, we definitely would love a comment and a rating. Uh, be honest. Just anything a simple comment
1: can... goes a long way, honestly.
0: It does. It does. And so uh, just to end it off, so this this weekend, Ryan, I was we were doing some wedding planning. I know I have a wedding coming up in October, and Ryan's the best man. We have yeah. a dessert picked out, and everyone's so used to like their dessert tables and stuff like that. Guess what we're doing? We're doing what? fresh donuts. What do you, nice, <laughs> oh my dude. Oh, God. So That's, like, so simple and awesome, man. <laughs> we're throwing a curveball. We're throwing a bunch of donuts on a wall. Dude, we're I'll pretty hyped about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the MVP Fantasy Podcast. I appreciate everyone listening. And uh, make sure to just go hit that like button, comment, um, and subscribe. Appreciate it. And have a great rest of your week.